This is the Overclocked Podcast, a weekly dose of video game music and conversation from ocremix.org. This week, we explore the organically challenged world of ReCore with Chad Sider and Laura Andravia, ambush each other with some long-awaited secret songs, and fall for a crisp set of autumn tracks in the playlist. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 42 of the Overclocked Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me today is my brother and co-host, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our domain. That makes this sound really important. Welcome to our domain. That makes this sound less important and more uh, self-important, so... Well, I hope everyone here is ready for a good time. Good, good time. I'm always ready for... A, is this like a pop song? <laughs> I was about to say... <laughs> I'm always ready for a good time, good, good time. Um, so I've got exciting news. I have exciting news, too. Oh, good. Well, we can take turns. What's your exciting news? I'm excited to hear your news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I asked you first. I was really worried you wouldn't. <laughs> um, so there's a secret song that I've been saving for maybe uh, four months now. Ooh. And I can't wait to unveil it. I hope you haven't heard it yet. I forgot what mine was. <laughs> hmm. well that's a letdown um but that's a little teaser though a little teaser um before that uh obviously we're gonna do the remix rewind and everything yes but i also want to mention the uh, interview we're gonna have with uh chad and laura uh later on now oh, yes that sounds do you know, awesome do you, do you know what a record is uh it's a video game it is a video game it's a video game yeah about uh the future gone bad <laughs> oh wait it's, it's post-apocalyptic um it's a. Uh, let's say it is post-apocalyptic in the sense that it was supposed to be a utopia and super isn't so after we actually have an apocalypse are pre-apocalyptic games and novels going to be the thing we get really sick of <laughs> probably so it okay. always has to be on the flip side right yeah i think that, that that was a really good interview because laura of course is always entertaining and, I, and i've wanted to meet chad cider for quite a long time well i'm looking forward to that but you know what i'm not looking forward to steven uh my secret song no no the fact that sin was not here to write the remix rewind so you're stuck with our terrible writing for this week yeah i tried to copy sin <laughs> i don't i don't know if that was a good or a bad idea i just wrote from my heart wrote from your heart <laughs> Speak from your heart. That's a good uh, ending credit song to Sonic Colors. I recommend it. Yeah, and speaking of ending, let's end this intro and jump into the Remix Rewind. Okay. Let's look at the Ever wondered what it would sound like to get punched in the face by a robotic alien warlord? Red G has decided to satisfy your curiosity with this remix from Half-Life Opposing Force. As intense as it is malevolent, this industrial metal soundscape conjures images of a goose-stepping invasion of aliens intent on spreading their dictatorial and extraterrestrial rule over all of mankind. Amaterasu, and Doc Nano welcome you to the daintiest gathering of forest folk that ever could be, with Dance of the Kokiri, intertwining the fanciful feel of Lost Woods and the Forest Temple from Ocarina of Time. 
together, piano and violin twirl, bow, and put on a show for none to see save the trees. And maybe the skulking skull kid should he appear rattling in the underbrush. Aqua Wave dives into aquatic ambience from Donkey Kong Country, flowing on an idiom current of synth crafted by Paul Hadame. A sonar ping occasionally punctuates the undersea trip like a single drop hitting the constantly moving ocean, and the vibes are vast enough to sell the mental image. know much about children or how to raise them without causing some kind of horrifying disaster, but I am comfortably familiar with jazz and Animal Crossing, and apparently amphibious is too. from the Esther's Dream album cranks up the music box for a remix that does proud my fond memories of Lily the Frog with her little umbrella.
for these remixes and more, head over to ocremix.org. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Intune interview where we talk to music makers about the music that they make. I'm I'm Steven. I'm not Brian. I know it's it's confusing. He got lost again. I'm guessing maybe this time he's somewhere around San Francisco. It tends to be his favorite uh, hiding place. Um, but <laughs> what really makes me nervous is that I'm outnumbered this time <laughs> because I not only have Laura and Travia who wasn't able to hold back her laughter until after, <laughs> after sorry, my answer was done. <laughs> Hi, Laura. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to back here. to the show. <laughs> it's my um, pleasure. And of course, everyone probably already knows Laura if you listen to the show regularly. She's known for Video Games Live. Um, she worked on Destiny. Uh, most notably, though, the reason she tends to be famous worldwide is because of her Between the Lines segment for a podcast called The Overclock Podcast. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is my claim to fame by yeah, far. So it, it's kind of rocketed you off from sort of that nobody status <laughs> into, <laughs> into the world proper. So I really can't thank Stephen Kelly enough for, you know, um, creating my career for me. Uh, that's what I scratch. say every day. <laughs> But we've also got Chad Cedar. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Hey, Chad. So close. Cider. Cider. Oh, geez. Okay, so it's easy to remember. It's like apple cider. Yes. In fact, my middle initial is A. And I, Are you oh my goodness. effing kidding me? So growing up, everyone was like, uh, that's so cute. Uh, everyone said, oh, does the A stand for apple? Uh, ha, ha, very funny. Yes. Very clever. I haven't heard that. It's funnier every year, doesn't it? Every year. I... I don't know about you, but I I am laughing. That is adorable. <laughs> Doesn't take much to make you laugh, though, to be honest. Um, She's the most giggly person I know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad, what I mean, what are you most well known for? I know you did the soundtrack to the show Fringe. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I I've kind of kind of enjoyed sort of an eclectic career. I started in mm-hmm. television. I worked on. Uh, the TV show uh, Lost, doing uh, orchestrations and arrangements and stuff. And so I was watching Lost like thirty minutes ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, I'm a yeah. It, that was one of my favorite projects. I worked for Michael Giacchino for oh about ten years in total. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, and then uh, went into video game arrangement uh mm-hmm. and i did legend of zelda symphony of the goddesses and pokemon symphonic evolutions mm-hmm. and uh work in now to get uh the composition thing going with uh recor is the yeah. big one right now <laughs> yeah and uh a lot i mean I, I hope that a lot of people listening also listen to emily reese's show um level with emily reese um chad was on there recently um and that's that's actually I was actually about to send you an email when that episode went up. So I'm like, oh, good. My job's done. All the questions have already been asked. <laughs> <laughs> so but guys, let's kick this off with um, how you two sort of started working together in the first place, because I did bring you on for the same episode. Well, I guess, Laura, when did we meet? That would have been in uh, 2014, I think. 2014. Yeah, it's been about about two years. Okay. Yeah. So what was going on was uh, we were creating our show, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions, and I did a cool new arrangement of Gotta Catch Em All. Uh, yeah. And I, I knew I needed a female vocalist, but I didn't know who. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was doing a lot of research trying to find someone, and someone on a Facebook comment said, well, how about Lauren Travia? And I was like, Oh yeah. So I, I went <laughs> it's in all coming together. Yeah, I went in and looked her up more and did a bunch of research on her and uh felt really good about it. So uh, after that, we've been we've been working together ever since then. So Laura, for you, I guess did you just get an email out of the blue saying, Do you like Pokemon? <laughs> or <laughs> Well, I remember um, somebody tagged me in that in a Facebook comment uh-huh. uh, that that said that mentioned me, and uh, I I confess I hadn't even heard of the show like being created or that it was even coming up. Uh-huh. So I I googled it and I was just like, hmm, 
<laughs> like I just freaked out and uh, was like, "Oh, this would be so cool if it worked out." So I um I wasn't sure what uh what song it was because I think the uh Facebook post I think Chad had put it something up that said like looking for a vocalist in the DC area because that's where the first show was and I don't live there but I. I was not going to let that stand in my way. So I emailed him and I said, um, hi, I don't believe we've met, but I would love to sing for your show if you'll have me. I don't live in D.C., but I will literally give up an arm and a leg, actually probably all of my limbs to get there. So you just tell me if you want a stump on stage singing, because that's what you'll get. I just flew in from D.C. and boy, the lack of my arms tired. <laughs> and boy, that was hard not being able to fly. <laughs> But yeah, it was really exciting, and um, I got such a positive response back. I was, and uh, he had mentioned that he had uh, heard of me and had been doing some reading. So it was, uh, it just felt all came together perfectly and felt great. So That's it was, cool. uh, it was really cheap. fun because uh, I, I was nervous. I, whenever I work with someone new, I'm always a little nervous because I don't mm -hmm. know how exactly it's going to okay. go. But I do a lot of research, and I try to make. I don't make decisions on musicians until. I'm 100% confident in it. So I, 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 of course, felt good, but you never know until you're working together what happens. And so I had said to, <laughs> so Laura, I said to Laura, do you need a chart? And she said, uh, no, no, I don't need a chart. And I was like, all right. Uh, and then, she, and uh, so I hadn't even heard it until we got to Boston and we were getting ready for the first orchestra rehearsal in this warehouse or something and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and i meet laura and uh i'm like can we go in the back room and run this <laughs> <laughs> so i can hear it and within three seconds or less i i knew it was gonna be incredible like i i knew just as Palpable soon as relief. she started yeah <laughs> And, and I immediately, I don't know if you even detected that I was nervous, Laura, because after that, I just sat there like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I wasn't worried at all anymore. <laughs> I remember, um, the so like, um, it's such a big uh, belty piece, and I don't believe we had uh, microphones or anything at this warehouse that we were rehearsing in, so... I um I remember like rehearsing it and being like ah oh, my voice is getting kind of buried nobody can hear me but it's it's whatever you know I'll just I'll just keep singing and then on the day of the uh of the rehearsal with you know in the venue um oh it was the day of the show and we were running everything that needed to be run with uh you know the uh, electronic tracks and mm -hmm. stuff like that for the the uh, electronic percussion and all of that so it was the first time like I was like you know getting a getting this big sound out of this microphone and i remember looking into the audience and seeing chad standing there like kind of staring and then the next time i looked back he was he had like left the hall and come back with like 10 people <laughs> you told me afterwards you're like i just went outside and grabbed whoever was standing there and told them to come in and listen it was so touching i was so like i was so honored <laughs> Whenever we do a rehearsal, she doesn't do all our shows, but when she does, uh, um, when we have the fortunate, when we, when we, when we are fortunate enough to uh, be able to have a vocalist, I, I always have to have uh, the orchestra run it a few times only because I like to, to hear her sing. So it's like my own little private concert. <laughs> now do it again for me <laughs> exactly again completely selfish entertainment. <laughs> and she knows too i think she knows that i'm just wasting her time by running it again <laughs> it's always you always know the working relationship is going to work when you can intentionally annoy the other person and they don't leave they don't just walk off the stage yeah. <laughs> i'm like fine i'll do it again so what what other kinds what other kinds of musicians or soloists like are you having to look for and hire because you said you always choose them super carefully well being a composer um i'm always you know looking for interesting uh interesting artists to contribute to a score i think uh solo colors t go a long way um you know, uh woodwinds uh vocalists uh uh, solo strings like cello and stuff so I'm always kind of look I always have my eyes open for awesome players uh, mm -hmm. and also awesome ensembles because no two orchestras sound the same so oftentimes I will and 
and venues to record in. So I will okay. completely design a score based on what orchestra I'm recording with and where. Mm-hmm. And even who's engineering it, because the art, the engineer and mixer is an artist unto himself. I'm always looking for, you know, I know who all the the great engineers are. I keep a my tabs, I keep tabs on them, and and they all bring an excellent sound to a project. Mixing has always sounded like, at least to me, someone who's done very little music mixing, but a decent amount of you know pod podcast audio mixing and that sort of thing. You want to find someone who loves it because a lot of people don't love it. Like it's <laughs> it's hard to do. Mixing is very hard. It's yeah. It's by far the hardest thing of of an entire production. Like for me to do, if I have to do it myself, I'm always mm-hmm. it always kind of sucks because like <laughs> uh, I can do it, but you know it's not nearly as good as as someone who coming in from the outside. I can just give mm-hmm. my tracks to, and then they make it really shine. Yeah, someone who can just focus on it, and it's their number totally. one priority. Yeah. Um, so once you guys did the Pokemon bit, what was the next thing you worked on together? Well, I guess the next thing we did was um, the ReCore trailer. Uh, uh-huh. There was a fair bit of Pokemon <laughs> in there. We did a bunch of shows. <laughs> so Lots of Pokemons. We've done at least, what, Laura, like four or five now? Yeah, I think, I think, I think five. Yeah. Because we had a, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is always fun. Uh, we did a, a one of my favorites was in Boston, and we all went out afterwards and had a good time. I liked that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> well, Laura, is it is it just the main theme that you're a part of, or are there other um, vocal segments that you jump? Oh, there's in actually on? A, it's actually one other song, uh, Kiseki, um, which uh, I oh gosh, I forget which game is from. I actually didn't grow up uh, on on Pokemon, but I've, I've I've become familiar with the music as a result of uh, symphonic uh-huh. evolutions. And um, I, I forget which game it's from, but it's y. actually um, X and yeah. Y, I got it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, but did the composer himself uh, request that that was the finale yeah. of the show? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really nice song. And uh, if, if, you got, if the listeners haven't listened to it, they should definitely check it out. We like to end our show with that. It's a, it's a very nice piece. It's, yeah, it's really uplifting. It's all about, like, you'd think you'd want to end the show with, you know, you got to catch them all because it's so popular. but. There's something so touching about ending it on Kiseki, which is a lot more, it's like a lullaby almost. And uh, it's all about like, you know, the power and the beauty of friendship and connecting with the people around you. It's it's so tremendously happy. <laughs> it's a wonderful song. Yeah. So after that, um, I was the first thing we really did of original stuff was uh, the ReCore E3 trailer from 2015, mm-hmm. uh, which was short and not a lot of. It wasn't too long, but uh, Laura sang the main theme at the end of the trailer, which has made it mm-hmm. all over the place now. They've been yeah. chopping that up like crazy. So <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> that was debuted. Was it the was it the Xbox press conference? Like, was it in with those videos? Do you remember? I believe I believe so. Yeah, it was during. It was the second video uh, after Halo. Welcome back, buddy. It was uh, put together by a studio named PSYOP and absolutely beautiful CG work. Like, yeah, very gorgeous, really well done. And it was really a pleasure to, to score it. Uh, I, I, I watched it again just the other day. I haven't watched it in you know, like a year. And mm-hmm. uh, it was really cool to see all the little beats, the emotional beats everywhere. It was it uh, it was really daunting to hit them all. Uh, <laughs> so watching back, I was like, "Wow, we really <laughs> we really covered all the bases with this one." <laughs> and so was that the first thing you scored for Recore? Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, that was that was like the the test of what would become the uh-huh. uh, the Recore sound. And 
uh, Laura did vocals, and actually Andrew Aversa uh, did the drums on it. Uh, no kidding. Yep. So, and then Andrew Aversa also did the drums on the score itself. So that's it's it that is just oddly hilarious to me to think that you you three guys were all involved in this and i was just watching it like what is this strange new game mm, I, I don't know anyone involved in this <laughs> well and andrew's someone i'd been working with a while too but also on pokemon uh symphonic evolutions so he did oh, uh, a lot of the electronics programming on that and he he's a he's a phenomenal artist so really a pleasure to uh to work with these two on record <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that, that's some pretty heavy hitting talent you guys have collected so okay so here's my question i guess if that was your kind of testing ground for record did you already have an idea of what you wanted the game's sound to sound like as a as a composer i am really decisive like i don't spend a mm. lot of a lot of time second guessing myself that's um, a good trait to have yeah and and I, it's because I worked in TV for so long. Like you just have to, uh, the, you just have to trust your instincts and do it. There's no time to second guess because you've got two days to write an entire. Like on Fringe, I had two days to write, usually around 42 minutes of music. Oh my and gosh! Then it had to be orchestrated, and I recorded with a with an orchestra. So, um, and then I'd have to bring it home and mix it. So there's no time to worry about anything in television. I love it. I love it. It's so mm. much fun. So <laughs> Recore, I, I was actually fairly impressed that really the sound didn't alter much at all between what we did. It just got bigger and better. Like, uh, you know, and now we weren't on a, on a smaller budget. Now we had the full budget and we recorded it mm -hmm. in, uh, in London, which was awesome with the Philharmonia Orchestra. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and I had done some... So uh, where the main theme came up, like the main theme wasn't even really going to be the main theme. It was just actually some uh, like a, a some level music I had done. And I asked Laura to re record her, her vocal solo, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, I was <laughs> entranced when I was listening to it. I, I think I had it on loop for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> just because I loved it so much.
how did you guys like collaborate back and forth on that sort of project? So um, I I certainly don't want to speak for Chad and, and his uh, compositional approach, but uh, I have always really enjoyed the collaboration because he gives me so much creative control, but he gives me just enough um, like impetus or guidance uh, to get started so that I know huh. like what he's looking for. So, for example, for the main theme, like I, I knew what the main theme sounded like. I knew what the melody was. But then there was also a section of the track where um, the theme sort of repeats. But Chad invited me to uh, like improvise around it a little bit more, like embellish the melody. And um, because I, at that point, I think the track itself was still a work in progress. So um, it, it, I again, I don't want to speak for Chad, but it might have been that like, you know, he wasn't sure exactly how it was going to end. But maybe this improv would give him some ideas. So I, um, cause I, I think I had about a minute of track that he had sent me. Oh, that's right. Me. I forgot so about I, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, um, I, I did the, the first take, um, and I, I always, I try to send, uh, composers like at least two to three takes. I try to do three and I'll do it in a variety of styles. And I'll always, uh, I'll always say like, this one is the one I think that works, but here are these other two, if you want to compare and like, it'll be something like, you know, I'm speaking kind of generically here, but it'll be something like a really soft, like floaty like almost no emotion like no vibrato take like just for like a purity of sound and then maybe one that's like a little more operatic and meaty and then there's something that's like right in the middle and i find that that's generally the sound that works best it's Mm -hmm. like it's it has a little it has expressivity but it's not it's not like opera you know what i mean because that would be kind of distracting and the voice wouldn't blend with the uh you know background anymore it would then be the foreground and that's not necessarily what's appropriate even though i have on two separate occasions, invited you to go for the operatic sound, if you recall. <laughs> you did. This is true. <laughs> it takes guts to put that in the finished product. <laughs> well, you know, this it, is it's true. just, she sounds so good that it, it might be over the top, but the musicianship makes up for the over the topedness of it. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, that, that makes a ton of sense to me. That's sometimes my favorite music, especially as someone who has the flattest voice in the world. It, like, the vibrato blows my mind every time. Yeah, she's really good at that. And, and she, she has a really nice vibrato. She keeps it uh, nicely tuned and just knows exactly when to start bringing it in. So, uh, she's just got really good instincts. Aw, oh, thanks. <laughs> so, did you guys end up using the the vocals sort of as a another instrument or was it for special occasions actually the the uh so she really only sang on the main theme uh because what that represented was uh she sings uh the part of the main theme that is jules theme and uh jules the main character from recore and you know she's all alone on this distant planet fending for herself as far as she knows the only biological thing on this entire planet mm-hmm. and so i kind of wanted the solo solo voice to represent uh sort of her isolation so when when laura comes in the first time in the main theme uh i have already done a quote of the main theme and then i go into the b section i, I kind of equate it to how jerry goldsmith used to do the star trek theme where he'd do the da 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 da, da mm-hmm. and you get the big quote of the theme then in the middle of it, it would go into like the sub theme for that movie, mm-hmm. and then conclude going back to the main theme again. So I thought, uh-huh. oh, that's what I got to do for this. So quote the main recore theme. Then it it transitions and gets really thin and and sparse and desolate. And then Laura comes in with a, you know, very, very piercing, very hollow sound. And then it, it continues to blossom as I start bringing in the orchestra really slowly. So, Laura, as, as someone who's, you know, you've contributed vocals to a ton of projects at this point. Um, what were you, I was about to say, what were you thinking? But that, that sounds a little accusatory. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your tactic for this, for this one? Um, you know, that's, that's a good question. I'm trying to remember, like, the, the order of, like, takes that I might have tried out. I think at first I tried, like, the kind of pure childlike tone. That mm-hmm. I, that yeah, I, I think before. you tried just, the breathy one first. Yeah, and it just didn't, it, it could have worked, but it, it was not what you wanted. You know, you wanted something that was, like, a, a, like a little, a little more full than that, uh-huh. I think, if, if I'm recalling it correctly. But, like, again, it, it like, could have worked, but it would have been a very different kind of uh, song. That, well, you know, the first time it comes in, it is kind of pure. And then the second, on the second iteration, like, where the Im- improv uh, sort of thing starts, 
that I just kind of I kind of just wing it and see what feels good like I'll just play the track a few times and record like you know like blah, like whatever comes out of my mouth and then um I'll listen to like what I basically like brain dumped I'm very into brain dumping when I work <laughs> on things like just put down a million things and then piece together the the pieces of that so that work and um then I found uh it, <laughs> it was in a super friendly key for my voice like that I was able to uh float up to some really high notes um that I can that I I don't have to like scream them. I can kind of float them. So I tried uh, a moment like that and it just sounded so cool. <laughs> so I, I sent that take in and I was like, Chad, I think this is the one. Nice. That's good. <laughs> and I think that one ended up going good. <laughs> and I think I used a little bit of all three. In fact, you oh, gave you? me like okay. a, you gave me a breathy one. And mm -hmm. then the, the counterpoint at the end was a combination of the breathy one Mm -hmm. And I think it might have been the epic one. And then, <laughs> the, then it, oh, the first part of it was with the middle one. And then mm -hmm. so it was kind of an amalgamation of a, a oh, lot cool. of uh, the different takes. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it, it had been so long, I forgot uh, which takes went in. But that makes sense because there is there is kind of a mix of tones there. So, yeah, it's, it's I, I find that that's the best way, at least for me, like in my uh, work like I could have tried to make like one perfect take where I had like you know a spectrum of emotions but I think I, I honestly think it's more fun for the composers to have like yeah. all these different takes and and mess around with it you know and they can they have the control over that aspect of it you know rather than me trying to to compose the the whole thing from uh, scratch myself and what's cool about Laura is she has perfect pitch um <laughs> so I it's really easy to work with her and get everything nicely in tune and uh -huh. and it kind of removes a lot of the back and forth i just know i'm gonna get excellent final takes from her that's then that, that's that's a very handy thing to have like that saves you a, a lot of work so i assume you didn't have to auto-tune her too much throughout this project that's good i to did know. not put a single note of i did not even put a single i didn't even load the plugin success that is 100 percent her Wow. <laughs> so I do want to at least quickly kind of touch upon the other instruments that you used. I'm not just to call you an instrument, Laura. You're also a human being. But, uh, the... Well, uh, because ReCore is uh, so ba like mechanically based, you know, with mm -hmm. all these machines everywhere, I, I wanted it to just be really acoustic. We were going to do a hybrid score, basically like a rock score. And I thought, well, I don't really want to put, and there are some synthesizers and a lot of bass accompaniment and, and like arpeggiators and stuff, but I, I wanted it to, they, they assist as an element. I really wanted it to function uh, organically. So lots of guitars and, and all the drums are, are live and uh, okay. had a, a phenomenal drummer, uh, MB Gordy, one of the, Finest. He's played on almost everything that you watch on television or in movies. Mm -hmm. uh, he's phenomenal. So we, uh, it was, it was a really fun production. Uh, we recorded. Uh, it was a lot of work, by the way. This, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe we even got it done. Uh, we we ran out of tracks in Pro Tools. Like literally, <laughs> couldn't add any more. Wow. Um, yeah. We recorded the orchestra in London at Erlinhurst Studios, which is uh, a decommissioned church. And it just has this gorgeous air sound to it, uh, uh, hence its name. Uh, just really, really open. And so I knew that would be the sound of ReCore, just the environment and everything. Oh, the Philharmonia cool. of Cork Orchestra, of course, is is world class one of the one of the finest so uh there's actually no woodwinds or trumpets on the score uh mm -hmm. leaving room for the strings to do a little more stuff and uh and just to uh just to fit the sound of far eden a little more but after that uh i was getting of course percussive elements from andraversa right uh, plus Laura from the main theme, and uh, gosh, we did uh, MB. We recorded this awesome Yamaha drum set at, in a giant room here in Los, An in Los <laughs> Angeles in East West Studio One. So we had this big, like, big, thick drum sound, uh, 
And then we recorded the choir up in Seattle, actually, in a, in a, in a chapel, in a, in a, also in a church. Oh, And that cool. gives the nice big open cool. sound, so, which sonically kind of matched Air Lynnhurst. So yeah. this is kind of a production where tracks came from all over the place. My, uh, my en engineer, <laughs> Satoshi Noguchi, poor guy, had to make sense of all, all of this. <laughs> yeah, but, a lot of pieces. That's... Yeah, it was a lot of work. All in all, mixing probably took a month and a half on this one. Oh, man. But uh, he, 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 was, he really spent a lot of time and made it sound really good. <laughs> what, so did you have, ever have any of those panic moments where something wasn't coming together in the time frame? Or did anything break horrendously? Or was it one of those nice, smooth passages? There's a line in Futurama that I always really come back to. Digging down to uh, the true wisdom on Let's yeah. Hear It. <laughs> uh, it was an episode where and it ends with God saying something about the universe, actually. Mm -hmm. And he says, When you do things right, people won't be sure you've done anything at all. <laughs> and that line has always stuck with me to where I just try to plan ahead and make sure all contingencies are covered. So that it just looks really super easy. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does it make your life easier, but it makes you look super cool. Well, I actually, I sometimes wonder where I will hire someone to like work on the periphery, like an assistant or someone. And I sometimes wonder if they think that I might be like an idiot because... <laughs> Because it's it it just it seems like I'm not like uh, I just go and do it and I, I like I'm not giving it any critical thinking. But in reality, all the critical thinking was done way before they even showed up to the scene. So all they know is me just saying like, "Here you go, off you go." So I don't want to compare you to Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars, but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so now that Recore is finally wrapped up, do you guys either together or separately have any cool music plans you're going to work on? I mean, aside from my um, <laughs> new saxophone channel, the uh, <laughs> my uh, current project that I'm working on is a uh, a game that I I signed an NDA, but the game has been announced, so I don't I don't know if I should say the title, but okay. it's a really uh, it's a really cool game. I was actually just at a recording session for it uh, yesterday. Where they were recording some strings uh, here in Boston, nice. And I'll be uh, performing um, some instruments, uh, some woodwind instruments for that. So that'll be really cool, and that's supposed to come out next year. And um, then what else do I have going on? I have a, a couple of VGL shows coming up here in Brazil this weekend, and then we go to Europe in November. And uh, uh, between all of that, I have some gigs where I'm singing in the chorus of uh, an opera in Boston in January and then in a different uh, uh, contemporary opera in the beginning of November, like three days before I leave for VGL. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be kind of a packed schedule this Whoa. fall. And then in December, it'll just be like Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's uh, on and off busy and then like having some free time. But, but yeah, it's been, it's been great. I've been keeping really busy with fun stuff. That's awesome. And, uh, you're, and you also, don't forget, you, you do this segment for this podcast. which um, I also, yeah, the thing that really uh, jump-started my whole career mm -hmm. is obviously, you know, still much, very much the bedrock of what I yeah, do. Yeah, just wanted to make sure we mentioned <laughs> that again. Chad, what about you? <laughs> well, uh, I actually, uh, Laura doesn't know this yet. I've been contemplating amongst, you know, other things I also can't talk about. Um, <laughs> Uh, Laura doesn't know this, but I'm actually in the process of contemplating doing a, uh, a, a an original concert work uh, for for solo voice too. So, <laughs> sorry, pardon me. What were you saying? <laughs> so you know that'll be a when it, once I figure out the the business model of that one, that will uh, that will be a fun one to do. <laughs> cool that's awesome I, I would love to hear more about that yeah that'll be a fun one so cool <laughs> yeah nice. well so if if people want to follow your respected adventures um laura is there a social media world people can follow you on absolutely you can look me up on facebook and twitter uh, i have my website which is just my name.com uh and i think that's it <laughs> okay i'm also on i also have my youtube channel as well <laughs> very good very good uh chad what's up with you uh, I am just uh, Chad Sider on Facebook, 
and Twitter. Uh, I'm mostly active on Twitter. I don't really do much Facebooking, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I've come to really love Twitter. So it's always <laughs> the best way to reach me. And, and of course, you can go to chadsider.com and there's a ton of music there. I've got stuff mm-hmm. from, uh, I, I scored a Star Trek video game. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of the score is available there. We had a 120 piece orchestra for that. Ooh. And uh, Lego Jurassic World, which was also a 120-piece <laughs> orchestra. So. Oh wow, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So was there? I know that we're sort of ending this, but now I'm curious. Did you write a <laughs> bunch of original music for that? It's all original music. Oh actually. wow. Yeah. Um, Michael Giacchino, uh was in the process of scoring the movie, and simultaneously, I was doing the game for him. So I, it was really exciting because I was like, I wonder where we'll both end up. <laughs> <laughs> That's really neat because I, I played all the older Lego Star Wars games and that was just pretty much, you know, soundtrack ripped from the movies. Yeah, um, they wanted uh, they wanted some music from Jurassic World, but obviously it hadn't been written yet. So mm-hmm. they were they wanted to do original score for that. So. Cool. That was a lot of fun to do. That was one of my favorites. I had 14 days to do that from <laughs> from beginning to delivering the final mixed tracks. Oh um, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's actually exceptional. Yeah, that was <laughs> I like that was fun. I like wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like you're the kind of person who enjoys working under deadlines and pressure. Yeah, I love pressure. Um, okay. deadlines are fun. Uh I, I, uh, it's always fun to just trust your instincts and, and, uh, and trust the, the, the team you hire to help you, you know, they're there to help you. So let them do it. Yeah. I think those are good words of wisdom to end on. So, uh, well, thanks to both of you guys for hanging out for a little while. This is a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Thank you. It's thank great you. to be, great to be on oh, the show. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm sure we'll have you back at some point, but until we do that, I'm going to take you back to the show. And here we are in the secret songs where we choose one song to surprise the other with. And Steven, yours sounds way more interesting than mine this week. So we're going to start with mine. I actually think it's good, but I mean, it's not like I've been saving it for four months. So, okay. All right. Uh, You ready? Yes, I am. Three, two, one, go. Ooh, it's already cool. I mean, knowing you, this is probably something from Ace Combat. No, but good guess. This is so good. It is really it's, good. It's probably from a JRPG then. You think it's Goshina or something? Oh, that's exactly the name I was thinking of, actually. Ah. It reminds me of something that would be from Tales of... um, Zestaria? Yeah, yeah, that one. I have no clue what this is, but man, it has a mastery of dropping and bringing in new instruments. All right, what's up? What is this thing? This is from Wildstar. Oh, I was going to guess that never.
I wanted to, one reason I wanted to bring this song is I don't know if I mentioned on the po- uh, the podcast that I've been going back to the Wildstar soundtrack since we had the interview, and I'm just so thoroughly impressed with the entire thing. Um, I highly, highly recommend everyone check that out if they didn't after that original interview. It's just so colorful and so fun and full of variety. Like, nothing else on the soundtrack sounds like this, but it's equally well done to this song. Wow. Um, I also like that on this YouTube video, it's not actually the one, it's not an official one, but Jeff Kurtnecker, the composer, is the only comment, and he's saying, giving the person the correct name of what it's the theme music <laughs> for. That's and so it looks good. like the person corrected their track for it. So I love oh, that man. he went through and did that. Yeah, yep. that's just phenomenal. I that that soundtrack is way, way, way up there on the next one I'm going to listen to. Yeah, it's great. So, okay, speaking of what we're next going to listen to, Stephen, let's jump into your track here. Well, I can't promise to top that, but I'm still really excited about this. The goal: see if you can guess who composed it, and I think you have a good shot. So, <clears throat> okay. here we go. We're going to click on three, two, one, click. Poppy chord progression there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that little guitar instrument might tip yeah. you off. This is a really good part. Man, this is familiar. Well, I really like it. It's um Okay. Wait, we're almost we're almost to the best part. Here we go. Wait, that That was Well, you can hear it one more time. Here we go. I mean, is it Jake Kaufman? Oh, that's such an interesting guess. Because it was composed by the man who if Jake Kaufman were to ever, you know, suddenly combust into fairy dust because of pure awesomeness this would be the man i would choose to take over his work in sort of a ghostwriter role wow uh who's that coda oh yeah this i yeah i totally hear that now i love coda's music yeah he's done so many creative amazing little albums and this one is actually from a video game called video ball okay which is like an esoteric geometric shape sports game that's fantastic we need to get coda on the show yeah you're right you're right i think we had him back on train station at eight yeah that was a long time ago all right well this was a very good choice why i guess we just haven't had secret song in a while i'm trying to figure out why you had it waiting in the wings for so long yeah we haven't had secret songs i had other ones that i really wanted to put forth yeah and i just never got around to it i guess yep but it's been on my list all right well that was an excellent choice and the whole album is up to that quality so Listen to it. I will do that. But you know what else we need to listen to? Um, our send off that we're about to record. Yes. Like this, this, like that, like, like that, that. I like it. I like it. Welcome to our redundant part of the show, where after the secret songs, we send you off and tell you about places where you can go learn about us and our friends. Such as www.ocremix.org. That's exactly correct, Brian. And don't forget about our Twitter account at OCR Podcast on Twitter. I totally forgot about our Twitter account. Oh, but boy. you know what I didn't forget about was our email account at podcast at ocremix.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, we would like to thank our good pals. Um, uh, I guess not. Let's not thank Sin this, this episode. Yeah, let's specifically not thank Sin because, no, really, we're still going to thank Sin because he always does great work and uh, we look forward to having him back for next week. And besides, how would I have copied Sin with my remix rewinds if it, if Sin if it didn't weren't exist. for him in the first place? Um, but of exactly. course, there's also Laura and Chris um, for appearing for the interview. It was very lovely to talk with both of them. And you'll be hearing from Laura soon with another one of her segments, I'm quite sure. Absolutely. And speaking of hearing things soon, let's jump into this week's playlist. Oh, that's a good point about this playlist. Um, I wanted to mention that last time we totally forgot to um, say whose idea the Autumn playlist was in the first place. Uh, It it was Martial Art. He got uh, in touch with us on Twitter and suggested that that was the theme we use. 
Okay, I just I thought that was the one you suggested. Yeah, That's I suggested it and forgot to give credit entirely and feel like a terrible <laughs> heel. Okay, well, Mr. Terrible Heel, that is good to know. Thank you, Marshall, for not being a terrible heel. Yes, we thank all of you for collectively not being terrible heels. Alrighty, and let's move on to this week's playlist. The Playlist is a weekly collection of listener-submitted recommendations so we can all discover music together. This week's theme is Fall Music. Mushroom Hill Zone Act 1 from Sonica Knuckles and submitted by Martial Art. Lisa's Death from Clock Tower 3 and submitted by Zachary. from Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and submitted by Kyle JCRB. from Animal Crossing Wild World and submitted by Major Third. Animal Crossing Fall from Mario Kart 8 and submitted by the M-Disc Playlist Podcast.
Labyrinth Cultural Festival from Persona Q and submitted by Phoenix Down. Ottoman Land Seal from Valkyria Chronicles 2 and submitted by Square Evil. comes the autumn from the sims 4 and submitted by me theme from Song of Seasons and submitted by me. Listening to the Overclocked Podcast. Next week's playlist is Jazz Music, submitted to us by the MDisc Playlist Podcast. To submit your own suggestions or just say howdy, hit us up on Twitter at OCR Podcast. Email us at podcast at ocremix.org or visit us on the forums at ocremix.org. This week's lyrical wisdom When I'm with you, nothing else matters. Because you're here with me. I know you like chocolate and ice cream. I'll cheer you on at all of your games.
school is so great.